Welcome to the Porch Community Church. If this is your first time, uh, very special welcome to you. I'm very glad you're here. My name is Shannon Patterson. I get to, I say, I get to be the lead pastor here at this uh, wonderful place to serve and worship. Uh, also, a special hello to those joining us online. We're really glad that you are with us as well. And uh, it's no coincidence that when we say welcome, we're glad you're here. We are, we are just like the song. We are in this initiative in this whole month of October. We've been talking about coming together and being together and the importance of that. And, and it's been so much more, obviously, you've heard us talk about more than messages and those things. It's been about opportunities for us to come together as the body of Christ and to be, be purposeful about about being followers of Jesus. Just like what um, Casey was just praying, is like there's so much more, and, and we want to live into that. We want to be alive into that. Um, when I say that uh, this has been more than series, I want to just give you a quick recap of, of the things that we've said, hey, let's come together and do these. Uh, one has been our parakaleo groups, which is a Greek word which means to come alongside of each other and encourage one another. And this has been going on, and, and it's not ending. We would love for this to continue. I know that I'm in, a, I'm in two different groups, and of course we've committed uh, until up till Thanksgiving, and then we'll, we'll reassess and see, hey, do we want to keep doing this in the new year? But these have been these great opportunities to come together in, in groups of people, whether it's church people or not, and just to ask questions like, hey, How's it going in your life? How how are things? How how have you are you been reading? Have you been reading the Bible? Like how is that living into your your day to day walk? Like are, are there, is there some resentment or unforgiveness in your life? Have you been? How are you dealing with that? Like how do you want God to work in that and and change your heart in that? So it's just these really good questions that are right in front of us to have. But by doing the Pericaleo group, we've it's kind of been more intentional, you know to actually ask these questions. So that's been one thing. Um, I love the fact, and I hope that in the coming months, you know, I'd love it so, you know, around the holidays. If, but on Monday night, two weeks ago, we had a worship night, and it was fantastic, and we shared communion together. And it was just really great to do that. And I hope that we'll be able to do that um, in the next few months and share communion together in our, in our Sunday worship um, we've been collecting canned goods for one of our community ministry partners, Living Bridges. It's a great organization that we have said, we're going we're gonna to come alongside of you, kind of like Pericaleo, right? But we're going to be with you for the long haul. This isn't just like a one-time deal. We want to partner with you and, and be the body of Christ with you in what you're doing in our community. And what they do is they are, yes, they offer food, which is why we did a can drive, but my goodness, they're doing so much more. They are they're offering classes and Bible studies, and they're doing things for children, and they're providing clothing, and it's just a really great organization that we've said we, we want to be with you. So we've been doing a can drive, and uh, if you haven't had an opportunity, opportunity to do that and you're thinking, oh, man, I forgot again, you can bring that tonight because um, we'll, we'll take them up until tonight. And then on Wednesday, this coming Wednesday, from, I know not everyone can do this, but for those who are able, from 9 in the morning until noon, we're going to be going to Living Bridges and helping them with their food distribution that morning. So we're going to take the canned goods and be a part of that. So these are some of the things we've been doing, right? These opportunities to say, I can do that, right? There's people who are watching online right now who are not comfortable yet coming to in-person worship 
but they're needing to grocery shop, and so they're able to buy canned goods, and they're able to drive by the church and drop it outside in the foyer. So these are ways that we can still come together, even if circumstances don't allow us to, to do that in the way that we've always done. Um, we... Uh, this afternoon, this is, like I was going to forget this, this afternoon, I'm really excited about this, we're having our first annual, as you heard in the announcement video, our first annual Porch Fest, so this is our version of a fall festival, we're really excited to be doing this, we think the weather's going to be great, it's going to clear up, and, and it's just going to be awesome, so I mean, and here's where we're doing it, and I said this last week, and I want to reiterate it, because this is not just, hey, we're having an event at the church, this is a very, very real opportunity. Listen to this, please, okay? You know people who are not cool with coming to church right now. For whatever reason, bad experience, whatever's going on in their life, whatever. But if you were to say, hey, do you want to come to church with me? They're like, no, okay? They, they just don't want to. And, and I get that. I was at a place like that in my life at one point, and so I understand that. But if you say to someone, hey, we've got a, a round-robin six-person volleyball tournament we're having today, and, and there's going to be a cool prize for the winning team. You want to come? Or, hey, we're going to throw axes. You want to come? Like, it's, it's an opportunity. Hey, we're going to shoot paintballs with a slingshot. You want to you wanna come and do that? I mean, like, and, and I say it sounds so kind of like, I don't know, like, is that really spiritual? Is that really Jesus-y? But the reality is, is it's an opportunity to invite people to be around others who are part of our community, our porch community, and to say, hey, you know, these, these churchy people aren't that weird after all, or they're just as weird as I thought they were, but I'm kind of like them too. So however you want to view that. Um, but it's just this opportunity in front of us, and I don't want us to miss it, so I hope that you'll be a part of it. Um, we've got a treasure hunt for kids and um, food trucks. So, And the whole thing is free except for the food truck part. But I hope that you will be a part of that and you'll come. And, and it's just not, not just that. Hang on. Backtrack. See, sometimes we say things and we go, ah, oh, did I mean that? I hope that you will be a part of it and I hope you'll bring somebody with you. There's the, that's what I meant to say. Not just that you'll be here. So in this um, series, we've been talking about coming together, this initiative. You heard from Randy DeCoudre, who's our, our lay leader. He's like the head cheerleader of our church, you know, that's not on staff. You heard from our young adult leader, Colton Broom. You heard last week from uh, April and Jared Brogdon, who are one half of our community impact team. Um, they're out there right now working and doing their thing. So you've heard from these people who have talked about the importance of coming together. You've heard them say, this is why it's important. This is what the body of Christ is meant to me. This is where I see my part in this. This is how I see I want to be, I want to do my part in this, okay? So this morning, we've asked, as we're finishing up this initiative, as we were sitting around in our, at the conference table as staff several weeks ago working on this series, we were talking about this day. And in unison... Our kids pastor, Kristen, and our student worship pastor, uh, Justin, both said Abigail Atkinson. And they both just said she would be great to talk about this. Because she exemplifies some things that, that hopefully you'll see and that you will, you will say, you know what, that's something that I need to consider in regard to coming together. So I'll quit babbling. Would you welcome Abigail Atkinson to the stage?
and I thought it'd be great to start off if you would sing us a little song. Is that not going to happen? Not going to happen. Just the fact that you're here is like a miracle. Like we marked this up in one of the miracles, right? Right. So we'll uh, we'll turn in that paper. They will pay for it. Yeah. So, but thank you for being here and thank you for saying yes. Because I know, you know, I, I take for granted sometimes. Oh yeah, I'll stand on the stage and talk and with bright lights and things. And um, but thank you for saying yes. And honestly, I think your saying yes is actually indicative of of what you're going to share today and about how God has worked and moved in in your life. And so, um, I hope that uh, you who are present, and those of you watching online, you'll lean in and listen, because there's a message here that, that you need to hear from someone other than the pastor, and, it's, and I think it's really, really important. Um, so Abigail, you know, as, as you, you know, we talked, I said we talked to Randy and Colton and then Jared and April, and you heard them share about coming together and what that, that has meant to them, knowing that this day was approaching, that October 25th was coming. Um, what has been stirring in your heart about coming together? What does that mean to you? What has the Lord given you to share with us? So I'm turning you loose. Okay. So I have been the beneficiary of what the church coming together um, looks like. Uh, I know 2020 has been a bad year for a lot of people. For a lot of people, maybe the worst year. For me and my family, um, 2017 was the year that we shall never forget. Um, late 2016, I was diagnosed with breast, breast cancer, which means chemo in 2017 and surgeries and just, you know, um, a lot of really fun things. Um, <laughs> the, Not really, yeah. yeah. So, but this, during this time is when the, the meaning of the church really started to take on new meaning for me. And when I say church... I don't mean um, the people that we saw on Sundays necessarily, th those people too, but also um, people that we work with, people that we had life group with, my kids' friends and their parents, um, people that we saw on Friday nights at the ball game, um, just the, the community at large, the body of Christ. Um, and God was, as he was taking things away from me during this time that I had used to define myself, um, strength, you know, um, endurance, self-reliance, independence, hair. Um, he was replacing those things with people in the body would come alongside me and were, they were picking up the slack and doing things that I couldn't do and, and just, you know, filling in the gaps and lifting me up and just encouraging me. How, um, for someone who likes to do things you know, like you said, your self-reliance mm -hmm. and your ability to do things. I mean, seem like, no, I got this. I can do oh, this. Yeah. How I difficult was that, was that for you in that process to, to let others that you know, was, bless you, I guess? Yeah, that, you know, that was, it's tough because I'm a doer and I, and I like to do everything. I don't, I don't want, well, except for my kids. I want them to do some stuff. But, <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I just, I'm a nurse and I do and I, you know, and it was hard to, to admit that, that I'm not as strong as I want to be. And, and God used the, the verse, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in your weakness. Mm. He really showed me what that meant. Um, other people can, can, he can use other people to, to make that real in somebody's life. Because um, I, I, I wouldn't have made it without that, without the body, without Jesus. Um, 
Had you ever experienced people like praying for you and over you like that ever Not in your like life? Not like that. Yeah. No. No. And it's very humbling it, to oh have that, to have someone. Yeah, it is. That. Um, and, and while this was a really tough time, it turns out that it was not, it was just a preamble to what God had in store for us this year. Um, fast forward to um, December 2017, we, my, my family and I attended church, and um, after church, my husband started to feel ill really quickly, um, really, really ill. So we called the um, ambulance. The ambulance came, um, took him to the hospital. We followed. When we get there, they take you in this little room in the ER, and there's no windows or anything. And we're in this room, and I, we were there for maybe an hour. I truly don't know how long we were there. But um, while we're in this room, God is, is working outside that I'm not aware of. And um, they start to take my husband up to ICU, and I walk out of the, the room that we're in, and I notice in the ER lobby that there's all these people. There's kids, there's pastors, pastors from several different churches. There's just all, people that we go to church with at that time, people that from other churches. And I, I'm like, oh my gosh, I know all of these people. Those people, God had put them there for us, to be there for us during this, this you know, difficult time and and as I when she asked me to speak this this occurrence just popped into my head that when I walked out of that room and I saw all these people I thought this is what the church is it, and it was beautiful and it they were there for us and um, sadly my husband he did pass away but the church didn't stop they were still there for us every step of the way the the body church you know at every turn every um, it was a perfect representation of 1 Corinthians 12, 14. Even so, the body is not made up of one part, but many parts. What we experienced was, was that. Mm. Because there, was no, there wasn't one person who came in and, and did this one great thing that made it all better. It was little things all along the way. Um, if I, I, I would have a day where I just you know didn't think I was going to be able to get up. Mm. And that day, I would get up. But, and I would get not one, but two or three texts from somebody. And, you know, the cards and the hugs and the prayers and the meals and the smiles, it was all these little things that God put together that got us through it. So in, in your weakness, I mean, yeah. so you'd gone through physical weakness with cancer diagnosis and mm -hmm. chemo and all that stuff. Now you're going through just the emotional... Uh, the everything weakness of losing your husband mm -hmm. um, and and then trying to say, okay, what does my future look like? Because you thought you knew it, and now suddenly it's different. Right, right. You've got children, um, you know, and so here you are. And, and so in your weakness, the strength of the body of Christ is what held you up. I mean, through, uh, through sure. the body of Christ, God ministered to you, gave yes. you strength, gave you all those things. It reminds me of... Um, Wednesday with our porch kids, uh, we were meeting outside, and Kristen did this lesson with our kids talking about how um, a, 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 a three uh, chords is stronger than one, and that uh, two is better than one, and, and the strength of the body. And she did this really cool um, 
like example for she brought out about five or six like hardback Bibles and she had each kid who wanted to to put their hand above their head and then say how many Bibles do you think you can hold and of course they're all like oh, I can get all of them so she would put one and they'd have to keep their hand there and then she'd do two and these are younger ki elementary kids so like two or three of their hand starts to shake and they can't really hold it and the whole lesson was then you got with another person and you said okay just put your hands out you don't even have to touch but just close enough and then piled on all the Bibles and it was like no big deal and it was like a light bulb moment for the kids to go that is that's the scriptures I can't do it on my own but other people can come alongside of me and lift me up and that's the power of the body of Christ yeah so, so you're experiencing this. You're, yeah. you're living in this, and, and this is what's, what's going on. So I, it's, just, it's a really powerful image to think about. And, and up to the, that point, probably, before the cancer diagnosis and losing your spouse, I don't want to say this was theory, you know, just, oh, the body of Christ is strong. But, I mean, you were living it. So, yeah, just wanted to say that. Well, I can't I, help but talk if I have a microphone I, on. I I'm do sorry. Wanna, I do want to encourage everybody with this because um, this is kind of my takeaway from what God had done for me. Um, Ephesians 2.10 says, For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, mm -hmm. which God has prepared in advance for us. You don't have to look very far to see. I mean, he's already prepared it. It's right there in front of you. I just encourage you to be to be in relationship with Jesus and be in tune with the Holy Spirit. If he lays somebody on your heart, reach out to them. They're probably, they probably need something. If you see somebody at work struggling, reach out to them. Ask them to lunch. Talk to them. Listen to them. Um, if you see somebody sitting alone in the sanctuary and you, you notice it more than once, go over and have a conversation. You know, that it's hard to come in here alone. It's hard, to, it's hard for people to do that. Um, and if Kristen asks you or Shannon asks you to do something in the church, do it. Get involved. Justin talked a couple months ago, I think, or a few weeks ago, about what, the, what are the non-negotiables in our lives. And, and I decided that day, I was like, I want serving to be my non-negotiable. Like, that's what I want to do. Because if after everything that God's done in my life, it, mm. I would be negligent if I didn't. Ooh. Okay. So doing your part is a non-negotiable. I, I want it to be. <laughs> so that whenever Shannon says, hey, would you be willing to stand up under some lights and talk with a microphone? <laughs> yes, I actually. So. <laughs> From, says the girl who eloped because she did not want to stand up in front of people. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So. That's awesome. You know, and, and I think the, an interesting point to make, and I don't think it's like, a, oh, wow, but when you talk about the days when it was hard for you to even get out of bed, and yet you would get not just one text, but several. I think about those people that sent you that text yes. and how many of them were like, obviously they know you're going through a difficult time, but in that moment, the Holy Spirit, you know, it was just like, I need to, I'm going to send a scripture to Abigail. I'm going to just tell her that I love her and I'm thinking of her today. And that they were responding to that. Yes. And, and we have no idea how that ministers to somebody. We have no clue. And so... Um, I would add on to that as far as like a non-negotiable that whenever you feel that like desire to to reach out to someone to send the message to say hello to write the note whatever it is respond because you just yeah. don't know what that person is going through and and it could it could make a difference in their entire day yeah it really could.
or it can make a difference in when they get an opportunity to testify to how God has worked in their life, they, they bring it up because it's been that important to them. Yeah. So the non-negotiable of serving. Um, obviously, I want to touch on that for a moment because, you know, that's what we're always talking about here. You know, we, we have this um, a mission statement as the Porch Community Church. We call it our tagline, and it's following Jesus for our community. And when we say that, um, what we don't mean is, hey, we're glad you're a part of the church, and now you as an individual, you follow Jesus for your community. No, we say, hey, come and be a part of something that's bigger than yourself, and, and let's follow Jesus together for our community. And, and there is power in that. There is, you know, we are stronger um, with mm -hmm. others than we are on our own, and I just think that's really, really important. Um, I, I want to ask you this question. Um, for, and, and I don't want to discount, you know, the, the married people or, you know, people, you know, but like for the person, I'm thinking about where you are in your stage mm -hmm. of life. You're an empty nester, mm -hmm. okay, so your kids are at school, right? Um, for the person that's, that's single or maybe they're divorced or their life has changed, who's widowed, and they're like, you know what, I'm not coming through the door with three or four people on a Sunday, it's just me. And who might, when we talk about coming together and we talk about parakaleo groups and we talk about all these things, in their mind they're thinking to themselves, yeah, but I don't want to, I can't, I don't want to do that alone. I'm not comfortable doing that alone. Could you speak to that person, that situation for a moment? Yeah, um, that's something that's hard for, that's something that's hard for me to, to go into a group. Um, but what I have found is serving, when you go into a, a like I go work in the nursery a lot or at Porch Kids, um, when you go in there, you're going to make the most unlikely friendships. And it's easier to go serve because you, you're doing, so you're not having to talk and engage. <laughs> um, when you, like if you go to those Pericaleo groups, you're, uh -huh. you're going to look for a group that's like you and you're going to, and you're going to be, you know, you're going to, people are going to expect you to talk. When you go serve, you may not, you're going to meet a lot of different people, a lot of more, I don't know, just people you, you wouldn't choose maybe necessarily, but people that will end up being your friend. And, and it's easier to, then conversation just flows and you meet people that way. That has been helpful to me. I would say do something, you know, be a greeter. Be a, that would certainly, you'd meet people that way for sure. Um, you know, I don't know, park, park cars, what, you know, just find a job and just do it and God will honor that. Mm. I, did, I failed to mention that Abigail has the most glorious volunteer role that we have currently at the Porch Community Church. She is leading our cleaning team. So she's. <laughs> so I know that's like, you're like, yay. So when Kristen asked you to do it, it was a non-negotiable? Yeah, yeah. So you were like, I love this. Can I bottle this up? And can I... Can we, like, disperse it? Can we run it through the air vents or something like that so that we... But, no, I, I appreciate that you're, um, you see the importance of being a, an active part of the body of Christ. Um, you know, we've said for several weeks now, and I know Jared and April mentioned it last week, is that we don't want to be just consumers. Right. Like, we want to be contributors. We want to be contributors to the body of Christ and not consumers of an event and um, I just see you living that out and seeing that is so important um, I want to ask you this question um, you, with your kids you know you, you've talked about how uh, 
STIR, our, our student ministry, how Justin and Allison, um, how they were the body of Christ for your kids. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about that for a moment, mention that? Well, they were just there. They helped to, to undergird to their walk, and they were there for us during that really difficult time. Because um, I think during a time like that, um, I probably wasn't able to, to be there for them because we were all struggling with, you know, the, the things. And um, it was just nice to know that, you know, while I had people that were lifting me up, that they had people that were lifting them up and that were there for them. And um, so, it, I mean, and, and you, because they were active, Justin and Allison knew who they were. And, mm -hmm. and then I, got, I guess I can't overemphasize that point either. Don't just be a consumer get in there, get, you know, get to know people and um, let people know what's going on in your life be, and, and be, be willing to invest in someone else as well. Yeah, mm, that's, that's good. Um, you know, I, I think that that's another point I just want to touch on because while you were weak and you were at your lowest, you just didn't have what maybe on a, on a regular day in your life you would have to give to your kids. Um, and so the importance of, of being involved and connected allowed other people. It, it, was a, it was already there, and that you and your husband had made it important for you and your family to be connected to the church, to be a part of, of, of Christian community. Um, and so it was there to, for them to be strength, for people to be strength for your kids when, when you didn't necessarily have it all in you. And so I think that's just really, really powerful. So if I'm, if I'm sitting here listening to you um, and I'm on, you know, out there going, okay, well, I heard her say serve and I, and I heard her say get involved and, and the non-negotiables, I heard that. But um, I just, I don't know. Um, I know that I, I, didn't, I didn't tell you I was going to ask you this question. But because of who Jesus Christ is and what he has done in your life, and how he has shown himself to be faithful to you in the deepest, darkest, most horrible moment you've experienced. What does that mean to you to be part of the body of Christ going forward? Well, it's everything. You don't get through um, trials in life without without being a part of something bigger than yourself. Um, I, one of my friends said one time, she said, don't waste a trial. Like don't God waste gives you trials, trial. don't waste it. Figure out what God's trying to teach you through that and go forward with it. It's everything. It's everything. It's Jesus everything. is, he's everything, and he, he gave it all for us. It, we, would, we have to do the same. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Would you guys thank Abigail for sharing? I just want to, like I said at the beginning, just point out that we do, you know, we have some opportunities still before us, intentional that we've put into place. It's not like saying these are the only opportunities that you've got that you can be a part of, but like, these are opportunities for us to, to be the body of Christ for each other, right? To, to serve others so we can serve together this Wednesday morning from 9 to 12 at Living Bridges, right? We, could, we can get together tonight, this afternoon from 4 to 7 on our, on our campus, on this whole south part of our campus and, 
and we're spread out. So for people who are like, oh, I don't know about people, you know, you can come and be outside and spread out. Great opportunity to, to bring that person who, who's just not willing to do anything else right now, right? You can bring canned goods. And, and here's the thing, like, friends, I say this because it, I know this is true about me, okay? We can lose sight of, of what this is really about, okay? It's not about a can of food. It's not about a, a, a festival. It's not about partnering with a ministry. It's, it, I mean, those are, the, those are the outward, like, actions, but what all of this is about, and Abigail just said it, it is everything, is that Jesus has, has changed so many of our lives. So many of us in this room, so many people who are watching online, Jesus has changed our life. And because of that, we have this opportunity to live into being part of his body. So all of these things that you might think are, are silly or, or whatever, someone else will do it or whatever, it's not really about that. It's about responding to the fact that Jesus Christ has changed our lives, that we had sin in our lives, that we had, we had you know, this, this burden upon us, and because of Jesus, we get to live a new life. We get to live into that. And, and it's all these other things. It's just like, you know, we, we breathe in Jesus, and then we exhale doing things in the name of Jesus. And that's really what it's about. And I don't want us to miss that. I don't want us to get sidetracked and, and, and think that it's, that it's about the details. It's about the response. It's about what he's done that we respond to. Okay? Would you pray with me? And as we do so, and we invite the band to come back up, because we're going to close our time in prayer, I want you to be thinking about ways in which you can respond to God. So let's pray together. Lord, I, we come to, I come to before you, and, and I'm going to pray on behalf of all of us. I'm going to pray as if, as if I know the prayers, and I don't, but I'm just going to guess that we might all be feeling this a little bit. Is it, God, that we can so easily um, get into the, the mundane, the routine, and we go through motions? God, first and foremost, would you forgive us for forgetting for forgetting what you've done for for forgetting that that when in our time of need in our time of of, of separation from you that you sent Jesus Christ for us our sins have been paid for we can live in new life we can we can get up and walk not not under our own power but the power of the holy spirit in our lives and for some of that, it was a very drastic change. It was like from darkness to light, and it was just clear. And, and for others of us, we have just, our whole lives, it seems, we've heard about Jesus. We've, we've known about how great God is, and, and we've just kind of slowly entered into this relationship with you. Regardless of how it happened, the reality is, God, that we have said, yes, I need a Savior. 
Yes, I need my sins forgiven. Yes, I need to live in the newness of life that you offer. And because of that, God, we can't contain our response to you. We can't, we can't, you know, squash. We can't push back. We can't, you know, put a lid on our response to you. Like, we have to respond because of what you've done for us. And God, I just confess to you that, that I don't always feel that. I don't always feel that overflowing sense of response. I don't always feel that, that sense of excitement in, in serving you. I don't, I don't always feel that desire to, to connect with other people and pour into them. And God, I am sorry. Because that's a heart issue. That is a, that's, a, that's something that we have each got to bring before you and, and say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me for losing sight. Because this is what it's all about. It's about relationship with you. And what's so beautiful, God, is that in our weakness, you are so strong. In this life that we don't know what, what is always going to be before us, we rarely know what's coming. There are peaks and there are valleys. God, when we are weak in that valley that you bring alongside of us people who call on your name and they, they, they pour out what you've given to them. They're strong when we're weak. And God, I just pray that as your people, as those who call on your name, those who say yes to Jesus, that we would be willing to come alongside of other people, come, come together with them, and be your strength. God, we thank you that you have been with us, that you bring newness of life, that we don't have to, to live in that, that old life anymore. Thank you for Jesus. This is what it is all about. We come together because of Jesus. And it's in his name we pray. Amen. Amen. Let's stand together and let's worship.